ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಾಲಕಾಯ ಚಕ್ಷುರುಂಜಿತೇನ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುವೇ ನಮ ವಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರು ಶ್ರೀಜುತಾಪದಕಮಲ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಂಶ್ಚೀಪಂ ಸಾಗರಜಾತ ಸಹಗುಣಘುನತನ್ವಿತ ಸಜೀವ ಸಾಧ್ವೇತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೇತನ್ಯದೇವ ಶ್ರೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪ್ಪನ್ ಸಹಗುಣಲಿತ ಶ್ರೀವಿಶಾಕನ್ವಿತ ನಮಂ ವಿಷ್ಣುಪಾರಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾಯೂತಲೆ ಸ್ವಾಮೀ ಶ್ರೀಭಕ್ತಿವೇದ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾರಾಯತೆ ನಮಃ ಗುರುವಾಗ್ಯಂ ಶಿರಸಿದಾರ್ಜಕ್ತ್ಯವೇಶಸ್ವರೂಪಿಣೇ ಹರಿಕೃಷ್ಣೀತಿ ಮಂತ್ರೇಣ ಪಶ್ಚಚ್ಚ ಪ್ರಚ್ಚತಾರಿಣೇ ವಿಶ್ವಚಾರ್ಯಪರ್ಜಾರುಣ್ಯಮೂರ್ತ ಶ್ರೀಭಗವತ್ಮಾಧುರ್ಯಗೀತಜ್ಞಾನಪ್ರಾಯಣೆ ಗೌರಶ್ರೀರೂಪಸಿದ್ಧಾಂತ ಸರಸ್ವತೀ ನಿಷೇವಿಣೆ ರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪದಂಭೋಜೃಂಗಾಯ ಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ ದೇವಂ ದಿವ್ಯಧನುಂಸು ಚಂದವದನ ಬಲಾಕಚಲಂಚಿತ ಸಂದ್ರಾನಂದಪುರ ಸದೇಖವರ್ಣ ವೈರಾಗ್ಯ ವಿಜಂಬುಧಿ ಶಿಶಿಧಿ ಶುಭಕ್ತಿಲಸಿತರಸ್ವತಾನಂಬರ ವಂದೇ ತುಭದೇಕಶರಣ್ಯಾಶೀಶ್ವರ ಶ್ರೀಧರ ವಂಶಕಲ್ಪತರುಭ್ಯಚಾತ್ರಿಪಸಿಂಧುಭ್ಯಚಿತಾನಂಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ So, let me speak a few words about our Sampradaya, our spiritual practice and initiation. There are many... branches of the Gaudiya Vaishnava Sampradaya. We know from Chaitanya Charitamrita that it has been, the Sampradaya has been compared to a great tree with branches in all directions for the purpose of disseminating the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu all over the world. And our Sampradaya, while in one sense beginning with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at the same time uh, historically predates him as well because after all Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself had a guru Madhavan Ishwarpuri whose guru was Madhavan Rupuri and at the time this was before the Gaudiya Sampradaya was formally established which was the work of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and more so his immediate followers the Sikha Goswamis whose literature 
and following in their footsteps, Krishna, Kaviraj, Goswami, and so on, whose literature really laid out the teachings and the practices. They formed the Sampradaya, of course, under his inspiration. So prior to that, there was, in one sense, no manifest Gaudiya Sampradaya. But Madhavindra Puri, a great uh, Goswami from the Madhva lineage, was active in the work of the Paribrajak, traveling and preaching. And he uh, influenced the great Advaita Acharya and Nityananda Prabhu, Pundarik Vidyanidhi, and so many uh, associates of Mahaprabhu. And amongst his, uh, so, so through Madhavendra Puri, we have as Gaudiya Sampradaya a connection with the Madhva Sampradaya. It is mentioned that there are four Vaishnava Sampradayas, and one of them is the Madhva Sampradaya. So we are in the Madhva Sampradaya, which is founded initially by, by Krishna himself. Krishna spoke to Brahma, Brahma to Narada, Narada to Vyasa, and so on. And in his Sampradaya, the Brahma Sampradaya, we, call it, we can call it the Krishna Sampradaya also, Krishna himself has appeared again as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. One of the principal disciples of Madhavendra Puri was Ishvara Puri. Ishvara Puri became the guru of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna himself. So Krishna himself has appeared in his own sampradaya. Therefore, it's not a different sampradaya in one sense from the Madhva sampradaya. But there are many differences, nonetheless, in practices and in, in doctrine, ideal, and so forth. So at a glance, it will appear very different to some from the Madhva Sampradaya. But everything is there in the uh, four verses of the Bhagavatam that Krishna spoke to. Uh, Brahma. But the full significance of that, Krishna himself came to bring out in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So it's a, it's a development of the thought. We regard and revere the Madhva Sampradaya, Sri Madhva Charja, and we are not um, such that we are vain and and proud to dismiss their sampradaya, saying we have our own sampradaya coming from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. No, we acknowledge the connection. In Tattva Sandarbha Jiva Goswami is called such persons as Madhva, Sri Ramanuja, and so forth, as Buddha Vaishnava, venerable Vaishnavas who have come before us. As he, as the Tattva Charter begins to explain the Tattva of Achintya Veda Veda. And from the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then, as I began, there are many branches of his devotional tree that has been uh, his, his mission, which has been described as a devotional tree metaphorically by Krishna Skavi Goswami. And the branches are so many devotees and so many lineages they have and so forth and so on. So, 
Many Gaudiya Vaishnavas, they trace their lineage back to an eternal associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Rupa Goswami, uh, uh, Gradhar Pandit, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaita Charja, and so on and so forth. And uh, so sometimes it's asked if you meet someone in uh, Bengal or Vrindavan, what is your paribar? Of course, there are marks like the tilak that distinguish the different paribars. Paribar means like community, it means family, it means, in a sense, lineage. And so Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, in whose lineage we come, he used to say that we should reply that we are in the Bhaktivinoda Paribar. Chuttagotra, a generally, genuinely uh, spiritual lineage in every respect. We touched on this to some extent last night in our discussions. Bhaktivinoda Thakur was, of course, very, very prominent devotee by whose energy, Gaur Shakti, that worked through him, this uh, uh, Gaudiya Sampradaya is now spread all over the world. So his work was um, analogous in many respects to that of the six Goswamis themselves. Therefore, a very famous journalist of his time called him the seventh Goswami. I read something recently, somebody had written to me and said, you people call Bhaktivinoda Thakur the seventh Goswami, but do you know who it was who said he was the seventh Goswami? As if to say, some secular person in the world has called him the seventh Goswami. What value does that have? But who called them the six Goswamis? <laughs> who conferred upon them the, them the six Goswamis? Mm. If somebody from the world has noticed, then maybe we should take note also that the world is feeling like this at the time, or that this is, he is doing the work like one of the original Goswamis. Maybe we should then take note of that. Mm-hmm. Krishna spoke it through him. Mahaprabhu spoke it through him. And, and it was well-reasoned, of course. And he, he was uh, giving new life to the Sampradaya. He was establishing the... Uh, he worked to make the Vrindavan a safer place of pilgrimage and, uh, and uh, to... Uh, clean up the dhams, he established the, 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 the birthplace, which is a, a Lila Stali, place of Lila in Navadvip of Mahaprabhu, which was the work of the Goswamis in Vrindavan, establishing the Lila Stalis of Krishna. So he authored books, he published uh, of philosophy and sadachar, the proper behavior, and so on and so forth, and envisioned uh, a, a, this, the, the spreading of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism all over the world. So his followers, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur and his followers, have fulfilled that ideal. So this is our lineage. We sometimes refer to it as Bhaktivinoda Paribar. In other words, who is, the, who is the eternal associate of Mahaprabhu whom we are directly connected with? In one sense, we say Bhaktivinoda. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Esi Bhaktivedanta Sami Prabhupada, Maharaj. These are the prominent souls. Kaur Kishore Das Babaji Maharaj, of course, the Diksha Guru of, of um, 
Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur should not be uh, minimized or left out of the picture. One of my godbrothers once, in the spirit of of trying to catch the spirit of what Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was speaking about in uh, his emphasis of substance over form and with regard to the Guru Parampara, once did away with the picture of Gorkishor Das Babaji Maharaj on the altar, think, thinking, well, the substantial guru of uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was a Bhakti Vinod. And so we don't need to keep the picture of Gorkishor there. When Sridhar Maharaj heard about it, oh, he became absolutely enraged. And he said, what was the... He, then he was asked, well, what was the contribution of Gorkishor Das Babaji Maharaj? And Sridhar Maharaj replied, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. <laughs> <laughs> that is the contribution. He was assisted by Bhakti Vinod, or however you want to look at it, but he had a prominent uh, role to play. Mm-hmm. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was very learned. He said at one time that when one of his sannyasis had heard some arguments from the Western world and was a little confused and thought, mm, we don't really have all the answers. He replied, from a particle of dust from the lotus feet of my Guru Maharaj, who's illiterate, Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj by modern standards of that time, with a particle of dust from his lotus feet that has enough knowledge to drown the whole world. So, it's a very prestigious uh, uh, lineage, and, and the fact that it is giving life has given life and continues to give life to Gaudiya Vaishnavism worldwide is no small thing to, uh, nothing to underestimate. Krishna Shakdivi Nenahi Tara Pravartana. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said it in another way, who has life, he can preach. If we read the writings of the Goswamis, we were reading Lochandas Thakur's Chaitanya Mangal the other day, we find that their hearts are not only absorbed in their personal bhajan, but reaching out and crying for the condition of the souls in Kali Yuga. So, that bhajan that has no concern for the the suffering of others is a little questionable in our mind. Sometimes people claim to be to do bhajan and be so lost in their bhajan that they have no concern for the preaching work, which they consider as, as something something lower. But our Bhakti Saraswati Thakuri got up from his bhajan to go out and 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 uh, and preach the world over and distribute Krishna consciousness. Compassion for people, compassion for the condition of the fallen souls, is certainly. A, a genuine expression of love of Krishna. So that should be there at least. Yes, there may come a time when our uh, spiritual life becomes such that we are lost in our bhajan and retire from preaching. But, as I say, that bhajan and so-called love of Krishna that shows no sign of compassion for others is, is questionable. 
just like I've said before, the, the shadow of real compassion is also within real compassion. Real compassion being being, being compassion for the plight of the of the soul. The shadow being compassion for the plight of the soul with regard to its bodily uh, and, and worldly involvement. So as the shadow of real compassion is within real compassion, so real compassion also also within real love of Krishna. So we find that in our Guru Parampara, great compassion in 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 in, in Bhakti Vinod Thakur. Great compassion for Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Compassion of my Guru Maharaj was uh Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada was is was extraordinary. How they uh, uh, reached out for the fulfillment of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission to help the commissioned souls. So we should be very proud to be members of this Sampradaya. And we should never tolerate or hear any criticism of our uh, uh, spiritual lineage. So we are the Bhaktivinoda Paribar. We may also sometimes say we are called the Gaudiya Saraswat Sampradaya. It means the Gaudiya Sampradaya is coming through Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. <coughs> Maybe uh, different names, Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya and so on. But this is a brief overview of how we could think about uh, our lineage. And as I say, we should be very proud to be connected with that. We should wear our tilak very proudly and sing the name of our Gurudev very, very proudly. Not in a, proud to be, proud to be part of such a humble <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, uh, kind-hearted path that they have uh, uh, chalked out for us. And coming within this Sampradaya means that we have to come within a, a new way of life. It is not just something to tag on to your existing life, uh, but it's 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 means for changing your life, and you cannot do the practices that are requisite 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 for being an initiated member without changing your life style and the, the way you look at the world and so on. To take initiation means to get a sadhaka deha, a spiritual, uh, uh, the body of a practitioner. Mahaprabhu says, at the time diksha kale, at the time of diksha, initiation, the disciple gets a spiritual body. He gets a sadhaka deha, and this body, by applying oneself with regard to the diksha, that it will, it will bear the full fruit. It may not happen all at once. Initiation is sambandagyan, is within sambandagyan, so it takes some time for it to be fully activated. By the time it does, this very sadhakadeha has become spiritualized. As the sadhakadeha becomes spiritualized, then the siddhadeha becomes revealed. So, why shall we then act, uh, how, how can we then act like an ordinary person? You're not a conditioned soul. Not a liberated soul, but a sadhaka. It's a way of life. 
And we have to adjust then, as I say, our life around that. This is the pivot uh, around which our life should revolve. I'm initiated. I have a new new beginning into a new way of life, a new way of looking at uh, the nature of being and my, my purpose and how I'll conduct myself in private and public and so on. Who I've many times said, it's about change. Spiritual life is about changing. And there's nothing more difficult to do than to change your nature. But through Diksha, we get a lot of help. We get the, we get the, the sangskar on our subtle body and very soul from hearing the mantra. And th- that will keep us anchored practically no matter even how far we may stray. Straying sometimes happens, but that will keep us anchored. We'll come back to that, not in this life, but in the next life. We get that initial help. We get the help of the of, of practical help of the example of our Gurudev, all of the shiksha that he gives, and the plurality of gurus, for that matter, that we come in touch with through the Guru Parampara by such connection. All have their kind well-wishing for us all rooting for us and giving us energy. If we take advantage, we may sometimes want uh, the uh, Krishna consciousness to help us in our life, in our practical life, we may think, not just in our spiritual practice, but in our practical life. But we fail to understand that it is the spiritual practice that is there to end all the problems in our practical life. And we perpetuate them only to the extent that we avoid our spiritual practice or find reasoning, bad reasoning, as to why there's a, there's no time. So you have to make time and change your life. And, and changing your nature, as I said, is a very, very difficult thing. But now a great uh, uh, amount of help comes our way. Still, we have to take advantage of it. And if we do, we can, we can do that difficult thing. We can change our nature altogether. And these are the kind of things, even in a general sense, that uh, Sanatana Goswami is talking about when he says, oh, by Diksha, just as bell metal can turn into gold, so an ordinary person be- can become a first-class Brahmin, can become more than that, from matter, practically, because where to which the, that to which the soul lends itself, it becomes like. Practically, we are like like matter. Heart has become like stone. From that, from matter to spirit, we are spirit, but we are covered by a mountain of matter, of material conception. So there's much work to be done, but much help at hand. So we should take advantage. This initiation in our lineage, and you should know something also about this, is different in different branches of Gaudiya Sampradaya. There are different branches. Ours is not the only branch. It's the only one we're really concerned with. Uh, we, we, we may be concerned in a general sense with others, and we may find it interesting to hear about them, and it may be edifying and so forth. Hmm? Oh, they do it that way in that Sampradaya of Mahaprabhu. Or they do it this way, a little different. But we should primarily be concerned with how, how we do that. And the fact that uh, somebody does it some differently somewhere else uh, and advocates that, as if it's the only way, just indicates that they're, they're the lack of their well-rounded uh, understanding of, of the variety 
of within Gaudiya Vaishnavism. There may be some nuances of differences with regard to Abhidhya, Tattva, the means. Sambandha is the same. The means may be a little different. Goal is the same for all Gaudiya Vaishnavas. There may be varieties within the goal, but basically all the same. So in our system, then, with regard to initiation, we have a Harinam initiation. To underscore the point, in some Gaudi Sampradayas, they say, oh, there is no such thing as Harinam initiation. Nam is independent of initiation. It's mentioned as such in Chaitanya Charitamrita. We don't disagree with that. But some Gaudis, they say, oh, there's no such thing as Harinam initiation. Others say, oh, no, there is. Harinam is, is, is Nam, but it is an, we give it in the form of Hare Krishna mantra, so it's a Nam mantra. And um, in, in our lineage, this Nam mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare Hare. We give by first chanting the Guru chants on the on the beads, the japa beads of the disciple, the Mahamantra, all the way around. We give the beads and the mandate for chanting on them. And there may be some differences with regard to this, the emphasis relevant to the to the, to the Guru. For example, in our own lineage, the lineage I'm talking about. For example, from Bhaktivinoda Thakur, we have different standards. Bhaktivinoda Thakur would give the initiation in Harinam and, and tell the disciple to chant a certain number of rounds according to what they felt enthused to do and never go below that. And then as enthusiasm comes from doing that attentively and without fail, that certain number then increase. And once increasing never to go back. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur told his disciples to chant one lakh. And um, according to Siddhartha Goswami Maharaj, he told them to chant one lakh, but if preaching, uh, then uh, 16 or uh, at least four. Mm-hmm. And the standard was mala upavasna. Upavas means to fast. Don't let the mala fast. I was living with a fellow once and he was a Swami actually, he took sannyas from Sridhar Maharaj and um, I noticed his beads had been sitting there for a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I felt he was next, so I put a note inside, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and when he did put his hand in, he said, what's this paper in here? And he found a note and he, he appreciated it very much. <laughs> and my Guru Maharaj, Jesse Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, of course, he was very much, uh, he told his disciples to chant 64 rounds and they said, oh, they cannot do. And he said, 32 rounds, we cannot do that. And he said, then 16, and then he stuck with that and he very much emphasized that. He mandated that to the point that I think his disciples felt like if they didn't chant 16 by midnight, they'd turn into a pumpkin or something. It was was very effective, his his, uh, emphasis. So, as I say, there may be uh, differences with regard to, these are what we call details. There's a principle here, 
and then there's details. So the details may be adjusted, and that is the prerogative of the preacher, who knows what it is, knows how to how to package it and deliver it, and you know, all the, all the packages may not be the same. So we receive the beads, we receive a, a mandate for chanting, and also it is expected that. That one understands, as I said, this is about change, so this is about leaving behind that nature that we have acquired as a result of association with, with, with matter. We come to this, Rupa Goswami says, and, and have eligibility to tread the path when we have a shraddha. Shraddha means, the outside of, the, of shraddha means one-pointedness, that and the conviction that simply by serving Krishna, my life will be perfect. If we have this, then we naturally want to associate with people who feel the same way. That is called sadhusanga. In the context of that sadhusanga, we, we, we start to hear more about the teachings and we find someone in that Sangha of sadhus who stands out and who I can understand uh, uh, my, my hope lies in taking shelter there. So in the context of sadhu sangha we find our guru. Then he gives the bhajan, bhajan life, the bhajan kriya instructions. We chant this much and, and so on and so forth. He gives then his faith, he shares his faith in a seed form by whispering the mantra in our ear, or as I say, or chanting on the on the beads with Hare Krishna mantra, saying the Diksha mantra or Hare Krishna mantra in the ear, right ear. He shares his faith. This is the bija. When we then take up the practice, the bhajan, and we do it very seriously with a do-or-die type of attitude, then in the context of this unwanted things, this, this acquired nature that we have, it, we, it starts to lose its grip upon us. We start to leave that behind. When the past is retired, we call that anartha nibriti. This is a very high stage. The past is retired. Continuing on, once bhajan becomes nishta, it becomes irrevocable, it becomes fixed, he becomes a jivan mukta. He has not gained fully the positive side, but the negative side of the equation of mukti, Vaishnava equation of mukti, has, he has gained. Mukti is twofold. Muktir hitvanyata rupam swarupena vivastiti. There's a negative side, leaving the past behind, retiring the past, retiring one's karma. Kriyamana karma is stored karma. That means, I mean, Kriyamana means as we work, we, we accrue karma. So his work is such that it doesn't accrue any karma. It's all Krishna's work, Krishna seva. His practice is such that his previous stored karma, which he would get that is retired, and his parabdhas, 
also this is the manifest karma is is either is is taken over by Krishna for a purpose of his own. Still, this is like Gani Jivan Mukta. What is the position of the Gani? Who's Jivan Mukta means in this life liberated, that all the ignorance is removed. So when ignorance is removed, then you are what you are. It's like they say, you're already liberated, you just have to realize that. There's some truth to it. But realizing it is not just thinking about it. Yes, I think I'm already liberated. And that's the, you know, the think of the theory and then fool oneself into thinking one's actually liberated just by thinking about it. No, do the work to get rid of the ignorance, self-sacrifice and so forth. They do anyway in, in spiritual practice. And, uh, so they are uncovering the chit of the jeev, that it's an eternal unit of consciousness, light, what's not matter. But ananda, this is another thing. That is the positive side of the equation of liberation. Muktirhitvanyatarupam swarupena vivastiti. To remove the negative, it becomes situated in one's swarup. That is the positive. And what is the swarup? What did Mahaprabhu tell Sanatana Goswami? Nitya Das. That's all? Nitya Krishna Das. Divera Hoy Nitya Krishna Das. The Swarup of the Jiva is a servant of Krishna. Not just anyone. <laughs> servant of Krishna. That means to be servant of everyone. And we should know that also. To be servant of Krishna means to be the servant of everyone, to serve their real needs. So, that comes when bhajana becomes fixed. When bhajana becomes fixed, nishta, and fully developed over time, then ruchi comes. This means something from the other side is coming. Now shraddha is, 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 is fully, fully developed. Sharanagati, surrender is complete. The other side of, the one side of the Shraddha is this one-mindedness in, in Krishna. The second side of it is the awakening of a desire to serve Krishna in a particular way from within the heart. Nishta means intellect is fixed. It's sattva. Rajas, Thomas is retired. This is the other nature. In sattva, what is the characteristic of sattva? Knowledge. Happiness. This is the mode from which uh, transcendence arises. Narada was fully situated in sattva, living in the forest, doing his practice. Krishna appeared to him. He got a taste. What a wave that was of mercy. Overwhelmed by that wave. Couldn't function as he had previously. And when the wave receded, what was his necessity? So great. This is the beginning of what we call a Mahabhagata. Three types of Mahabhagata. This is the beginning type. 
is highly, highly situated in sattva guna. Touching the touching, touching transcendence. When Ruchi comes, this point, then there is place room for more instructions. Guru will give instruction at the, t- at the time of Diksha, but he won't tell us everything. Only what we can digest. He tells you chant like this, follow like this, don't do these things. He teaches the ways of Sharanagati, Anukulyasya Sankalpa Patikulyasya Arjanam, Rakshikshatri Vishvashvo Gupitve Varanam Tata, Atmanikshe Pakarpanye Sadvidhim Sharanagati. Accept what is favorable for bhakti. Reject what is unfavorable for bhakti. Think only Krishna is my protector. Only Krishna is my maintainer. Great humility, cultivation of humility, and self-surrender. This is Sharanagati. Sixfold. It involves different types of of moods uh, in the heart. And and, 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 and pursuing that uh, making a promise, making a vow, and, and living up to that, and all these things is part of Sharanagati. The Sharanagati comes full scope when we reach the stage of Ruchi. And Shraddha is mature, it's gone from Lokik Shraddha to Alokik, or Aprakrita Shraddha. After all, where are we going? To a world in the language of Sridhar Maharaj or planet of faith. Here, faith is not predominating. Therefore, we are always proceeding with caution in everything we do, filtering everything through our intellect. Is it right? Uh, Shall I do? But in the homeland of the heart, then everything is moving freely. It's a land of faith. Faith means doubts are removed. So faith is a tangible reality it's not just a word or a, a, a figment of imagination. It's a tangible reality. It removes doubt and it enables you to move freely. Even in a common experience, suspicion in the language of Sridhar Marsh leads to suspension. The Guru shares his faith with us and then he removes our doubts by his instructions. And by our practice, putting his instructions into practice, we get experience, means we get faith. Experience, oh, it clears doubts. So when this is complete, we come to the stage of ruchi. Sharanagati is complete. We have one-mindedness, one-pointedness to serve Krishna, and now in a particular way to serve Krishna. From nishta, where the intellect is is fixed, and one's by the by fixing one's intellect, he becomes a, a tattva vit. He knows the tattva. After all, one of the anarthas is brahma-tattva, bewildered about tattva. What is, the, what is the philosophy? How it works? Knowledge will come to you from your practice. And as I said last night, you should not be lazy. You should use your intellect also in Krishna's service. He says in the Gita, but the sacrifice of intellect, that is, uh, uh, involves studying this conversation carefully. In the beginning, there should be some gyan, some aishwarya. Help us. 
So from nishta, where the intellect is fixed, and by the because of the, the the fixed nature of our intellect, we cannot budge from our practice. Our heart is ruled by that spiritual intellect. But when we come to ruchi, such a such a change, the heart rules. The heart starts to rule, and it dictates to the intellect. And so many things may come out then. Heart is ruling. He's entering, he's getting some ray from the homeland. The abhas of bhava, by the grace of Mahabru and his Gurudev, is coming to us. And by keeping in good company, good association, that, that abhas, a shadow of, of real of bhava, a feeling. He has feeling. Who has ruchi? He has taste all the time for chanting, for hearing. But still he doesn't have bhava. From us, from ruchi he goes to asakti, and asakti, in these stages, in these ruchi and asakti, then there is meaningful talk about seva sadaka rupena siddha rupena chatrahi. We talked about a sadaka deha. You mentioned there's a siddha deha. You get a sadaka deha at the time of initiation. When you get the siddha deha, this time, ruchi, asakti. What does Rupa Goswami teach? Syat nama, syat krishna nama charitadi, satsitapti avidya, in Upadesha Amrita. He says, there's a point where we have no taste for Krishna, Nama, Charit Adi. Charit Adi means his character and his form, pastimes, qualities. We have no taste. Because we are in ignorance, he gives an example. If you have a disease of the liver, like jaundice, then uh, sweet things taste bitter. But sugarcane, which is very sweet, is a cure for jaundice. So if you take the sugarcane, the jaundice goes away. And the sweetness that was always there in the cane, you can taste. So Krishna Nam is very sweet. Krishna Rup, Guna, Lila, all very, very sweet. And there's a progression here also. All this in the Nam. Krishna's form is in his Nam. Krishna's Guna. Krishna's, I mean, qualities. Krishna's Lila, all present in the Nam. So, Rupa Goswami in that verse says, those people who have no taste, they have, they have not yet attained Ruchi. They want to follow the Brajbasis because they met a Guru who feels like that. They want to, I want to be a devotee of Vrindavan. I, this is my ideal. Why? Because of association with somebody from that plane who has such ambition, such experience. But how we can go there? How we can do that? How are they follow, leading their lives, these Brajabhasis? Gopis are trying to forget about Krishna. Making an effort. They cannot. We are trying to remember Krishna, and we cannot. They're ragatmika. Their rag is part of their very being. If we want to follow them, that is called rag anuga. 
It's not just called rag. Anuga. To follow those who have rag. And there's a system for following who has rag. A way to follow in the sadhaka deha. A way to follow in the siddha deha. A way to conduct yourself in the sadhaka deha. That you can become acquainted with the siddha deha. And follow in that. Rupa Goswami teaching that. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he came to Radha Kund on Brajmandal Parikram, which he would conduct regularly. And then Radha Kund, what did he teach? What did he speak on? Upadesh Amrita. Verses of Rupa Goswami, Upadesh Amrita. There's a progression there from beginning of, of what is a, the, like precursor to bhakti, controlling the senses, to Anurag Bhajan, real life at, uh, at Radhakund, for example. What goes on there? What goes on at Radhakund that is the specialty of our Gaudiya Sampradaya. This has been revealed by Gaudiya Sampradaya. There are other Ragmark Sampradayas also, like Nimbarka, like Balam Sampradaya. But one of the specialties of, Golo, of Gaudiya Sampradaya is Radhakund Lila. That has been revealed this midday lila, Brahmavivus of Radha Govinda, Krishna and Gopis, assisted by some of Krishna's friends. So this is a special place for for, for us, Radhakund, Shamkund. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur went there, and so many Gaudiyas there, they live there. They talk about so many topics, high topics. He spoke about Upadesha Amrita. This was not lila kata. He was explaining the actual process. So there, what does Rupa Goswami say in the seventh verse? He said, as I'm mentioning, some people, they don't have any taste for this. But nonetheless, they're interested in it. Yes, we have some interest in that. We call that sacred greed, lobhamai, shraddha. To be, be very generous, we see someone else as that, so we become attracted. So a generous term is given by Jiva Goswami, Ajaturuchi, Raganuga Bhakta. It's almost oxymoron. Who has does rag bhakti with no ruchi? How is it possible? <laughs> it's possible because, oh, he becomes attracted to someone who has that. He wants that. Okay. So you can be included on the path. But here's what you should do if that is your position. You follow the Vaidhi Bhakti, I can follow Vaidhi Bhakti. I want to follow the Rag Marg. Vaidhi Bhakti leads to Baikunta. No. Yes and no. Yes, Vaidhi Marg leads to Baikunta. That's true. But Rag Marg is not different from Vaidhi Marg in practice, only in orientation, only in motivation. That's all. I want to go to Golok. I want to serve like the inhabitants of Vrindavan. So I will do all the Vaidhi Bhakti with that in mind. Certain elements that are only relative to going elsewhere, like worship of the queens in Dwarka, tattooing oneself with the marks of Vishnu, these kind of things. A couple of things that Rupa Goswami has mentioned in the Vaidhi Bhakti sadhana section that we won't do. Other things we will do. We will fast on Ikadasi, we will wear tilak, all these kind of things, so many things take shelter of the Guru. There are some people talk about Ragmark, other Sampradayas, they don't do any of these things. 
They don't fast on Nikadasi or anything. No, we don't do that. We follow the Vaidhi Bhakti, but with a particular motivation to attain that ideal, to attain more qualification for Rag Bhakti, that we can incorporate practices of Rag Bhakti that are exclusive to Rag Bhakti, that aren't part of Vaidhi Bhakti. But where does that come? That comes after you get a taste. Therefore, before you have taste, he says, you should sing about, chant about Krishna's, Krishna Nam, chant about his form, qualities, pastimes. You can study, oh, Bhagavatam, know everything about Krishna, what demon he killed when, who was involved, how it took place. You can think of it in terms of a particular anartha and, and how I can, uh, by the grace of Krishna, become free from that. When is Krishna born? How old was he here? What did he do then? All these things. This is, you become preoccupied with the story of Krishna's life. By hearing and chanting, hearing and chanting, what does it do? It cleanses the heart. Then what does one become qualified for? Meditation. Smarnam is a, is a big part of Raghunuga Bhakti. But Smarnam is not possible without a clean heart. Only in a very general sense, we can smile, we can remember about Krishna, try to think of his pastimes, and so forth. But meditation is more than just trying to think about something. So by hearing and chanting, this avidya goes away, this ignorance goes away, and a taste comes. When a taste comes, then what does Rupa Goswami say? In the very next verse, tishtan, brajetad, anuraga jananugami. At that time, then, you live in Vrindavan, in your mind. What does Mahaprabhu say? Nadanam, nadanam, nasundarim, kobitamba. I don't want any wealth. I don't want any followers. Nadanam, nadanam, nasundarim, beautiful women. Nadanam, nadanam, nasundarim, handsome men. I don't want any of these things. Kobitamba, I don't want to be known as a, as, a, as, a, as a scholar, as a learned person. I'm not interested in the, such a filthy thing. Nadanam najanam nasundarim kobitamba. He said, Mama janmani janmani shware babutat bhakti dhoi tukitui. The negative and a positive characteristic uh, of ruchi bhakti. What is ruchi? I don't have no taste for these things. I have no taste for not, not for dhanam, janam, sundarim, kavita, and babatad bhakti, rahai tukki, tohi, mama janmani, janmani shware. I'm absorbed in, in, in your bhakti, so absorbed in your bhakti, that I don't care about mama janmani, janmani shware. I don't care about death. I have no concern for death. I'm living in the land in my mind, and I don't just mean mentally, but dwelling more man Vrindavan, Mahaprabhu said. My mind has become Vrindavan. There's no death there. At that point, one doesn't the word, I'll chant, I better chant my rounds, otherwise I might die and not go back to Godhead. I better get up and chant. Now you should be motivated like that. But when you get Ruchi Bhakti, then you live in Vrindavan and your mind. What does it mean to live in Vrindavan? This means Siddhadeya. You live in the Vrindavan in a Siddha-deha, not in your Sadaka-deha. Sadaka-deha is for the extension of Gaur-lila. 
what we find ourselves in now. You should think like that. I'm in the extension of Gorlila. I'm in Vasadakadeya. Look at me. You think like that and take advantage of this, then you get to understand what is Siddhadeya. Then in Siddhadeya you live there. It means at that time, one has ruchi, asakti. Gurudev may say, tell us more. Or, could we have governed by the heart? We can find things out from scripture. We can hear a one thing and all, put it together with a thousand things. That, that will help my bhajan. He's doing that. So, in this, this time he can remember Krishna living in the mind in Vrindavan. This is what Mahaprabhu told Das Goswami. Not on day one. Raghunath Das Goswami came to Mahaprabhu wanted to join him. What did Mahaprabhu say? Don't be a crazy fellow. Don't be a fanatic, he said. You go home. Practice Krishna consciousness. Time will come. Then you will know. You're very eager to join, but I don't recognize your eagerness at this time. Get the blessing of Nityananda Prabhu. He went home. He did his practice. He did his practice nicely. Time came. Nothing could hold him back. And he was in a well-fortified position. Wealthy family. He had a personal cook, personal servant, personal bodyguard. All arranged by his parents to keep him home. Arranging for the weddings, going on, everything. But raging in his heart the desire to join Mahaprabhu. And what did it mean? It meant to leave all that behind, renunciation. Leave the other side behind. And he went in the night, not by the main road, where he might be apprehended by his own father coming to look for him, which he did with ten, twelve men down the road to Puri. No, he went by the backwoods. Now you, you, now you, you, you say, Guru Maharaj is living in Audarya. I want to go. But if I go... Oh, all the people will try to stop me. My friends will want me to go to stay home. They'll have other excuses. My parents will want me. My employers will want me. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to go. They may come looking for me. I'll go through the woods. Come and climb over these hills. And I, There he's climbing over the hill. He's coming. Like that he went. Because he thought, if I go any other way, some impediment may be there. Some distraction. Someone may try to stop me, apprehend me, and bring me back. No chance for that. I'll go by the woods. But what about if you go through the woods? There may be impediments. From It's difficult to walk through the woods. No, there will be no difficulty for me. Moving by his heart's demand. Slept in a barn with cows along the way. Ate what he could find. It's a long walk from West Bengal to Puri. Through the, through the jungle, through the pasture lands, farmlands, out back. This is how he went. See what was his qualification. And when he arrived in Puri, he took shelter of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What did Mahaprabhu say? You? I appoint Swarup Dhammadar to take care of you. He asked Mahaprabhu, Oh, but could you tell me something? He said, Oh, you can learn from Swarup Dhammadar. Two, three times then, 
Afterwards, he asked, I want to hear something directly from Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu said, you can learn more from Surabhadamana. Finally, he said, if you want to know something from me, I tell you from my mouth this. Don't eat fancy foods. It means don't be a servant of the tongue. Don't wear fancy clothes. Don't be just a servant of the fashion industry. Don't listen to worldly people and all their chatter. And don't chatter like them in Gramya Kata, just village talk. Don't waste your time on these kind of things. Always chant Krishna Nam. And lastly, he said, in your mind, live in Vrindavan and serve Radha Govinda. At this point, Mahaprabhu, and then he said, and now I turn you over to Sarup Damodar. He will teach you the ways of bhajan. This is our role model. Hmm? We follow that. At that stage, then, these, these other, other topics become relevant. And now we are preoccupied with that. What will be our fate? Bhakti Siddhanta Bhakti Vinod Thakur says, preoccupation with something that you have no qualification for that will bring your disgrace, downfall. So we have a system. And from asakti, from ruchi to asakti, sadhana is complete. Enters into bhava bhakti. Bhava bhakti needs no, no, no teacher. Who has bhava bhakti can teach sadhana bhakti. He's completed the course. The goal of, bha- of sadhana bhakti is bhava bhakti. Who attains bhava bhakti, he can teach sadhana bhakti. He knows the course. It's possible advanced students in sadhana bhakti may also teach sadhana bhakti if they have good help. Keep good association with someone who has greater capital. This has been the standard in our lineage as shown by Bhakti Vedanta Sami Prabhupada, my Guru Maharaj, Bhakti Rakshakshidali Vasami Maharaj and some of their contemporaries also. Some risk may be there but so much may be gained also. So much potential for gain. Let it go on. Everyone be sincere. From bhav bhakti, at any rate, then the cultivation of that bhav, that way he will also seek good company always, naturally. His bhav will become mature, he will attain swarup siddhi. This is the full side now of the equation of liberation. But because of the nature of his swarup, being braj, that of braj, for Braj Bhakti, some special arrangement must be made for him to go there. You know, Narada Muni got his swarup, but he immediately got his swarup and went to Baikuntha. But the, that is Vaidhi Marg. We are following the Rag Marg. So in Rag Marg, one gets, comes to Swarup Siddhi, he means he's situated in that swarup. He then takes birth in Krishna Leela in the world, wherever Krishna is performing his Leela. And that plane is a mixture of the material world and the spiritual world. There he goes for some refinement in terms of Prem, the refinement of Prem. Sneha, Man, Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, Mahabhav, relative to his Swarup. These developments will be there. From there, Vastu Siddhi. Like gopis, 
Munichari gopis, those munis in Naimisharanya, they were chanting Gopal Mantra, Kam Gayatri, Ram Chandra came. They recognized this is Bhagwan. We want to have Gopi Bhav with Bhagwan. This is our ideal because they are chanting this mantra with this ideal in mind. Ram said, Not me. Ek Padni Brat. I've taken a vow for one wife only. But I bless you, sadhus, rishis, unis. I'm coming again and I will take many wives. You can meet me then. So they took birth in Krishna Lila. But when when Krishna played his flute and for Rasalila at the Sard Purnim, they could not make it. Their ch husbands checked them. They held them back. And then it said, oh, they left, they left those bodies and they got fully spiritual bodies. They entered the Vastu Siddhi. And in the first round of their first, of their first hand experience, Krishna spared them of the pain of having to experience the separation when he went in the Prakat Lila to Mathura and Dwarka. They went to Vastu Siddhi. From there, Yadgatvan Vivartan Teta Dhamma Paramamama. There is no return. No return. That's the theory. It means you could fall even before that. Theoretically, but practically it's not possible. Practically, when we get to Ruchi, then we have something positive. Then we can be of good help to others. So this is our system from beginning to end. And the means... Principle means chant Krishna Nam. To chant Krishna Nam in Kirtan, chant Krishna Nam in, in Smaran means Japa. We are to avoid the ten offenses. You know the ten offenses. You should avoid them. And eleventh offense is not to be inattentive while chanting. Pay attention while chanting. You won't commit any of the other offenses. So to simplify the things, avoid this one offense. How will I do that? Make effort. Make effort, and and you will be successful. But don't think I make effort and then I give up. Yeah, make an effort for some time. It's not a cheap thing. Make serious effort to chant japa attentively. Krishna Nam in Hare Krishna Mahamantri is vocative. Hare Krishna Rama. This is a calling out, crying out, Oh Krishna, Oh Hari, Oh Ram. Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur has explained, this is for bhajan, actually. Krishna Nam is for bhajan. means beyond Sharanagati. When Sharanagati is complete, really in place, fully in place, bhajan, real bhajan life can come. That means crying out for Krishna. That is the sadhana, crying out for Krishna. Therefore, Krishna Nam in Mahamantra is invocative. It's a crying out. It's for bhajan. See how kind it is. It comes to us even before we're qualified for bhajan. And in that stage, it cleanses our heart. Makes clear to us what? 
that we should do sharanagati. If I am to do this effectively, we understand I have to be a sharanagata. I have to change my life. And so when we realize that, from little chanting, then Gurudev says, now you take Krishna mantra in the dative case. Krishna mantra is full of Krishna nam, but it's all in the dative case. Krishnaya, Govindaya, Gopijana Balabhaya, Swaha, I give myself. To Krishna it means, to Govinda, to Gopijana Balabhaya. In the dative case, this means Sharanagati, Prapannam. So when we exercise this ourselves with regard to the mantra in the spirit of Sharanagati, then we become qualified to really take advantage of Krishna Nam, which is invocative, and do bhajan like Gopakumar, chanting Krishna Nam along with Smarnam, arising from his heart and entering into the Vastu city, entering into Krishna Leela from Boma Vrindavan. So don't think, oh, I got only the, 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 the Harinam. That is a lower thing. That is the highest thing. It is so high that you cannot take advantage of it in your conditioned state. Therefore, Krishna Nam comes to us in the form of a mantra, in the dative case, and the emphasis of this, if you understand it, and you should understand the meaning of the mantra, in a very basic sense, it's Saranagati, to Krishna, to Govinda, to Gopijanabhalava. I surrender. I give myself. Then when you've given yourself like that, then you can feel, Oh, Krishna, Hari, Oh, Ram, Oh, Govinda, simply crying, chanting Krishna Nam. Oh, Hari, Oh, Hara. Secret meaning of Hari means, of course, it is, is, it is the name of the Lord in the vocative, but it is the name of Radha also in the vocative. Oh, so many secrets then come out. And in the context of that name, oh, you'll find your place. You'll glimpse the place with the mantra through Sharanagati and then cultivate through Krishna Nam. What is the verse? Krishna mantra huite pabe sangsharmochan. Krishna Nam Hoite Charan. By the mantra, oh, you get freedom, liberation. It means also that you, oh, you understand what am I through. Then by continuing that, cultivate that through Krishna, Krishna Nam, you become actually situated there, Vashtu Siddhi. You'll get situated at the lotus feet of Krishna. Gopis are chanting Krishna Nam. They're not doing Krishna Mantra in meditation, in Brajlila. They're doing Kirtan, though. The bank of the Jamuna. Cowherds are chanting Krishna Nam. Ram, Ram, Mahabohu. As they enter into the forest. <laughs> oh, Ram, Ram, the powerful, such big arms you have. Who do you think you are? We have never seen you defeat a demon yet. Krishna has killed them all, and you are the elder brother. What is your position? This way they're chanting. And Ram's ego is getting big. I'll show you. You want to go to Talban? They'll go there. I'll take care of that. Denakusara. This is the way the Krishna Nam is liberated. It's also there in Krishna Lila.
and from there it extends Goloke Rupremon Dham Hurinam Sankirtan Narottam Thakur says. It comes from Golok to here to take us there and this is the system. I am giving overview. This is the system. So take Krishna Nam, take Krishna Mantra, take take advantage of the of the of Guru Kripa. This is Guru Kripa. Take advantage of that and apply that. This is your wealth. You received Krishna Nam. You received Krishna Mantra. Now spend your wealth. Having wealth is nothing. How you spend it determines whether you have any dignity. <laughs> if you are truly a wealthy man, what things you will buy that with that? Then we'll know your, your, your character, <laughs> what you're really about. So many people are getting Krishna Nam. Many people are getting the riches, the treasure of Krishna Mantra and saying, I have got a big guru. I got mantra from him. Just see. But they are not spending that. They have no wealth to show of good qualities. Titikshiva, Karunika, Suhida Sadvadehinam, Ajata, Shatar, Vasanto, Sadavo, Sadubhushanam. They have no such ornaments of tolerance, mercy, seeing everyone as friend, feeling no one as enemy, all these things, all these good qualities. They don't have that. Simply want to say, I have, I have best guru. Just see, my position is big. They have any, not even any humility, which is so attractive. If you want to be uh, accepted by others and appreciated by others, be humble. Everyone will like you. Like when you realize there's nothing about myself to like, everyone will like you. <laughs> what an honest man. <laughs> How nice. How charming. So spend this. Gracious Grant, spend it and become wealthy in a true sense. Your sukriti, your fortune, your necessity will be measured not only by what guru you get, but how you, how you, how, how you apply yourself in terms of his, his instruction. So when we think, I have such sukriti, I got such a good guru. Your guru is not like my guru. But other fellow is spending his wealth, spending, spending that treasure. He got the same mantra. We don't say chota guru, chota mantra, bora guru, bora mantra. Small guru, we get small mantra. Big guru, we get a big mantra. No, same mantra is there. You take it, take advantage. What guru may have one disciple, like Lokan, Lochandas, or is that uh, Lokanath Goswami, and his disciple Narottam had thousands. Who's big? How do we measure? Take advantage of what's given, then you will see, oh, I've got some wealth here. This is the system. So now we will give Krishna Nam, and then we will give Krishna Mantra. You have been chanting for a number of years, right? I met you about six months ago or so. At Rathiyatra. We are meeting at Rathiyatra after a long time. <laughs> and you said, oh, well, you were reading the Sangha. And I said, is it helping you? He said, yes. I said, so how can I help you more? And you have answered the call. You have answered my question exactly as I had hoped. That, oh, yes, I see now. He's been reading very nicely. So we are very happy to have you join the family of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gaudiya Saraswat Sampradaya, 
Bhakti Minod Puribar. So please come forward and receive your Kontimala Nekbid of Srimati Vrindadevi Tulsi Maharani Kijay. So you should chant a number of rounds that you are feel that you can do without fail and increase from there and never go back. Welcome to the Bhakti Vinod Puribar. <laughs> so and I give you a name Bhangsi Dhari Das. Bhangsi Dhari. Bhangsi Dhari. Bhangsi Dhari. Who carries the flute? He has beats for counting. But don't count, chant. And then this I give, this thread and mantra, upstairs. Now we have Nam Sankirtan. Jai Sri Krishna Nam Ki Jai Sri Krishna Nam Sankirtan Ki Jai.